and welcome to episode 8 of the Musician's Journey podcast. Today I caught up with my ex-boyfriend who has been releasing songs under the name of Soul Bananas recently. We just listened to the song called Silver Spaceships and there will be three more Soul Bananas songs showing up in this episode. For more info about Martin and where to find him and his music, please see the show notes or listen until the very end, of course. My name is Martin Pacino. Uh, I am a musician from Portugal originally, as you know. Um, but I moved around a lot when we were younger with my family. We moved to a few different countries, to Mexico, to the US, then back to Portugal and then to England. Um, so I don't feel like I kind of belong to any one place, maybe to Portugal a little bit more, but not completely. Um, I, uh, I play music. My main instruments are singing and guitar. Um, and I use those to write songs and to produce them. And uh, when I produce them, I also play other instruments, usually like bass and keyboards. And um, sometimes I collaborate with other people, even though at the moment, at the moment, I'm kind of focusing on kind of doing it myself mostly and working with people a little bit. But in the past, I've worked in bands and different projects with a lot of different people. One project was 18 people. So now it's a big difference to, to it being just one person. Yeah, you release songs as uh, Soul Bananas. Is that your uh, kind of artist name or how does that work? So I'm trying to figure it out what it is, but it's so it's um, it's a name for this kind of space and time of releasing music. I've thought that, you know, I, I don't want to be mega attached to it, but um, sometimes I I feel like it could be something that last quite a long time and I um, I build up over over years and uh, sometimes I also try to think I don't want to be attached and if another project happens I would like to be able to join it as well so I'm kind of um, going with the flow with it but it's basically the name where I release the music at the moment a lot they're mostly my songs and some of them are collaborations with other people with um, drummers guitar players but I'm mostly writing the music and releasing it in, in in charge of like the promotion and all that stuff. Yeah, I am uh, fairly like monogamous when it comes to instruments. I'm uh, and I'm always impressed by people who are open to and able to play many instruments. Now, how did you find your instruments? How did you approach them? That's a good question. So uh, the first time, um, so I, I was taking guitar classes and I had music classes when I was younger. When I was living in Mexico, we had these classes where it was uh, just a space with different instruments. And um, you would have classes where like a group of six, seven, eight kids would get together and play songs. And each song you would play a different instrument. So sometimes I would play the drum, sometimes the xylophone sometimes uh, cymbals or piano. And I remember really enjoying it. And um, later on, I wanted to try to play guitar because a lot of the music I knew had guitar. So I started to get guitar classes. 
but um the um, I didn't quite get into it the teacher I didn't quite enjoyed his way of teaching and he wasn't very good at getting me excited but maybe it also wasn't my time to enjoy it and um I was just kind of doing it but then a few years later I was getting a little bit more into music I was listening to more music and um finding I think I started to listen to a band called Nirvana and um I was like wow this is you know this is different than the stuff on the radio I really like it it has all this energy and um a little bit of um kind of uh, rawness to it and uh, I start to really enjoy it and then one time uh, at around that time I was um I was living in the US and I always found it a little bit hard to fit in and to have a group of friends and I was invited to go skateboarding with uh, some friends and um, and I remember saying like after school and normally I would have to go home after school and do the homework that was like in the weekdays, I had to go do that. My father was a little bit strict with that. And um, so I managed to like, um, I think, I can't remember exactly if I lied to him or something like that, but I went skateboarding with these kids, right? And we were just in this big parking lot and um, we were just skateboarding and then the police came and they arrested us and we were like 15 or 16 and it was com- completely ridiculous. You know, we were just in a in a parking lot, you know. Um, it was a private parking lot, but we weren't damaging anything. We weren't um, being crazy or anything. And then my, I had to call my dad and my dad had to pick me up from the station. And I just remember getting home when I was this teenager and I got really angry that you know, about the world a little bit. I was like, you know, trying to make friends and stuff. And I was angry that the police were that... Um, I don't know, I found it a bit stupid, right? A bit ridiculous and over the top. Um, so then I remember that day I, I just went to my room and I started to try to play guitar and to learn some of the songs that I'd been listening. And I just remember really getting into it and spending hours. And then for the next um, few months or few years, I would just spend um, hours every day playing music and practicing. So that's how I got into guitar. And then... Um, I think through trying to record, uh, my dad was really uh, supportive. So he got us like some recording equipment for the home. And I was trying to record my songs and I would try to put some piano, some keyboards, some bass sometimes as well. And I, and that's how I got into learning the different instruments and how to use them to arrange music and stuff. So that's the story. I think I never told anyone that complete story, but you asked so... <laughs> Yeah, I haven't heard that before. Yeah. And you and you also got into sound engineering. Yeah, yeah, I got into sound engineering. I think through through writing your own music, you start to become aware of things like compression and equalizers. Um, and these are things that are used in live sound for concerts. It's the same kind of um, the same equipment or the same um, tools that are used to shape the sound. And then when I was studying in Manchester, one of my friends, uh, who you know, Rob, actually, yeah. who you met a lot of times, and um, he started getting into sound engineering because it was a good way to, um, uh, just to make a bit of a living. It was, it's one of the easiest things with like music. It's like teaching or sound engineering, right? To It's like the easiest to make a bit of money with in the beginning. I, I did a bit of sound engineering. I, I went to study it as well because I wanted to learn how to produce music better and how to engineer it better. 
I started engineering as a job for a little while. Then I stopped. I, I focused on bands and uh, kind of creative music. And then recently, before lockdown, I started to sound engineer a little bit again. Mm. I have an impression that's a very, very useful skill to have uh, now that I'm getting into uh, how it's like to be a musician. And it seems like uh, it's a little bit of a handicap if you can't yeah, make some edits to your uh, recordings or uh, like what I'm doing now. And especially these days when everything is happening over the internet instead of live, then it's very useful to know a little bit about these things. Yeah, but but also it's, um, I think, for the type of thing you want to do, like editing for podcasts, you don't need to know a lot, right? You can just learn some of the basics. Um, and also, luckily, a lot of it is on the internet now, right? Maybe 10 years ago, it was a little bit harder to learn, but now on YouTube, you can um, find almost anything, right? Yes, but that's uh, quite a jungle to navigate. <laughs> Whenever I um, need to find out something, I will approach it from different angles. So I might be looking on YouTube where I may or may not find what I'm looking for. And I will also look at like Ableton's uh, manual or something like, so to approach it from the two like one seemed like the heavier approach and the other seemed like the potentially easier approach. And then at some, at some point in the middle somewhere, I might find something that works for me. Totally. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Um, it can be exciting because it's learning something new, right? And um, it uh, reflects a lot of the music world where things often change. And now with technology, maybe things are changing really fast and it can be exciting also maybe to... Are you enjoying it or? Yeah, I am. But there have been uh, a couple of days at least where I was maybe a little bit in doubt, uh, like whether or not it was too ambitious in a situation where I would, yeah, be really confronted with my limitations. But then, um, you know, if I don't actually stop, I will get somewhere and just having to accept that that it it will take some time yeah mm. definitely and it's um i think like you said nowadays more people are doing that they're creating their own content for online and um, it's useful to know a little bit of the sound engineering side of it of um of understanding how to record and how to shape the sound but a lot of people in the past they were just musicians right and they would just focus on one instrument. I was a similar way as well, where for me, the new thing at the moment is kind of learning how to promote my things online, how to adapt to the world of like YouTube and Spotify. Uh, because Soul Bananas, the last time I really released music, it was um, a physical CD, right? And And now it's, I'd still like to make physical CDs in the future, but definitely the focus has changed a lot. Yeah, yeah. You're doing really a lot of work like when it comes to making music and producing it and promoting it. So what what drives you? Um, I think one of the main things which sometimes I forget about is the, um, the feeling you get when you play music, right? That um, hopefully most musicians understand, which is when you get in that zone, when you kind of... Um, 
the music takes over you and you feel something special and it's either really emotional or almost spiritual sometimes and that's I think what drove me at the start like when I that day when I went to my room and I started playing music I felt like this release of like um, emotion and this kind of communion with um, music and I think the more I can feel that usually the better right it's not always there sometimes you have to practice and it's about technique and it's more cerebral maybe and but that's a big drive and if I can uh, those moments when I can still find that are a big big part of it I think if I didn't feel that anymore it would be it wouldn't really make sense Another part that drives me is um, a sense of community, like um, wanting to make something that is appreciated and that people that gives something to people, maybe that they can find some value in, that they enjoy or that helps them somehow in their life. I think that was a, a big part of it, wanting to to give something to people and to to get some appreciation, also to find my place in society. I think for a long time when I was young, I was struggling to find my place and feeling kind of uncertain of who I was. And music helped me a lot to find that. And maybe the last one is liking to to get into something and do something well, right? To to learn how to do something and perfect it and work on it. And then it's, when you hear it back, you kind of appreciate that it's um, that it's well done or that you yeah that it takes hard work and stuff. I think that's um, a big part of it as well. Recently, I started to... Well, I, I play football and I play video games as well sometimes. And I also like this kind of like understanding something and being good at something, which you also get with those, with video games or with football. You also get it a little bit. Yeah, it can be really uh, intoxicating to feel progress in a skill. Totally, right. It uh, does a lot for well-being. I think everyone, uh, I hope everyone are finding whatever skill they feel like working on. It's so enjoyable. 
Definitely, definitely. It's great feeling at the end of the day when you, if you can have learned something new or you pushed past a block and you became a little bit better, it feels great, doesn't it? And when you, yeah. when you just do like a, a good music session and you practice something and it goes well, it's really good feeling. And I think it does a lot for your well-being, like you said. Yeah. Can it... Um be an obstacle if you feel uh, that people are not noticing what you are doing or giving you feedback on what you're doing yeah totally right because it's um i feel for even for people who say they only do it for themselves i think there are people who only do it for themselves but um that almost stops if you if you play for anyone or if you if you record and and release music it's very hard not to listen to what people say right or to the feedback not to be aware of it and it can be very difficult to push past disappointment with that maybe you i don't know you feel that you should be at a different sometimes i felt like i should be at a different stage like i should be more um already advanced in my career and that's something i've tried to learn to overcome right to to not think too much about and to focus on your own path to not compare it to others because that can be really destructive like you said you can start to feel depressed and then it's harder to work so it's a it's really good to it's good to be inspired by people who have done good things and great things good musicians but it's also important to know that they're great because they did it their own way, right? They're their own people. So then you have to also become your own self and let go of that um, of that expectation a little bit. Yeah, I uh, am fascinated by the difference I am experiencing now. When I, uh, it was only a few months ago, I decided to attempt to be a cellist for a living. Yeah, and before that. I was just really enjoying playing for myself, occasionally for some friends. It was a very comfortable place to be. And now, now I am feeling more vulnerable. And when I, yeah, if I put something out and there is no feedback on it at all, uh, I mean, I rationally understand why. I mean, I, I know for myself, I don't give feedback to everything that's happening all the time <laughs> yeah but still I sometimes have to just uh, let go of this w wanting some kind of uh, what's that word like um, acknowledgement having to let go of this and focus on me and now and the journey I'm on right now I think that's a big one when releasing things and it doesn't mean that acknowledgement is not important, right? Because that's still, if you're releasing stuff, you want people to acknowledge it, right? You're not just doing it for, I don't know, it, it'll be silly to not want acknowledgement from it and to reach people. But it's important to sometimes think like, okay, it's not being acknowledged. Why is that? Instead of feeling like, oh, I'm not doing it right. I'm not good enough. I'm, I'm shit and this sucks. This is not the right thing. It's good to like keep a calm mind and to take a deep breath and be like, okay, what, what can I do a little bit better? 
And, and one thing that's really helped is I've been doing these workshops or lessons in a promotion, in music promotion in the online kind of a realm. And that's helped me a little bit to strat, to have certain strategies and do things that more people will acknowledge to be a little bit better with it. And that's really helped. That's been like a massive improvement. Um, so there's certain things that it's like a, it's like music, right? The, the world of promotion is like the world of cello where you need to learn it and you need to practice it and get better at it. I feel like I will have to um, imagine being someone else in order to get into this type of promotion thing because I, I like myself, the, the music I will listen to, I will listen to something I like and an album I like and it doesn't matter for me uh, what they post in social media or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, it's, I, I feel the same the same way about it a lot. I think recently I realized that I, I was spending a lot of time practicing and making music and, and then I realized, but something is, I wanted something more as well. I was like, okay, but why am I not further in my career like I wanted to? And I realized, okay, maybe I'm being stubborn and I'm not... Um, kind of giving this other part attention, right? So for example, the the reason you are you like some of the music maybe that you do like and that you appreciate is because someone made an awesome piece of music, but also then there was this work to how how does it reach people? How is it gonna get out to people? And um for example with Pink Floyd, which is one of my favorite bands I think a lot of their marketing and a lot of their promotion was really artistic. Um, but it was, and it was mega important to what they were and to reaching people. But they also did it in a way which was artistic and which was genuine to who they were as artists. So I think a lot of the things with social media and with promotion, if you're doing it yourself and it should always be part of the artist of the image. Because music, a lot of times, is also beyond the notes and beyond the what you hear. It's kind of like what you see, what you perceive, the history it says. And I think with the promotion, it, it can be a big part of that storytelling aspect to it. So it's um, it can be a it can be a a way to like find yourself as an artist. What do you have to give? Why um, should people be interested in your story, in your music, and trying to find those little bits and and then you have to like expose yourself a little bit and show people that um, that side and that can be a bit difficult but if it feeds into your music and into your art it can also be good i think and it can be interesting and it can help you find yourself as a musician a little bit as well kind of. yeah so if anyone who were listening to you now became a little uh, curious about this uh, course you took online uh, can you say something about what course it was? Yeah, it's um I don't even know the name, but it's um it's kind of on online marketing or music production, and it was um I found it on a Facebook group, and it was um so the the name of the girl who's doing it is called Jordan Price. Name of the of the kind of company that she created is called Social Spotlight. So it's this um it's this music marketing agency. And um, they just started recently, and um, 
they have an Instagram page which has a lot of information and a lot of like um, tips and stuff. And even their um, Facebook as well. If you go to their photos on Facebook, it has all these little like tips to um, help people. It's it's really cool what they've put together and they're really good. I think they studied business and they know what they're doing. And yeah, it's it's been um, really helpful and it's quite a quite a like um, wholesome approach to it. Right. Because uh, uh, one of my fears going into this was like, am I going to become like too business minded to am I going to forget like the the art or the musicianship of it? Uh, but she's really wholesome. She encourages you to find artistic approaches to it, to find your own approach and um, anything which is a little bit immoral or strange. She like, no, don't do that. It's not going to be good. Like I started to get a lot of um, messages saying, oh, if you pay this much money, we can get you on this many playlists on Spotify and you're going to have this many followers and this many likes. And of course, you're tempted a little bit by it. So I asked her what she thought and she and she was like, oh, and, you know, it's um, it can be really bad because those people, well, it's illegal, first of all, to do that. It's not legal. And then second of all, all these people People that are gonna, they're gonna put you on all these playlists uh, of people who don't really care. And, um, yeah, instead of if you grow it yourself and you find your own people to support you, it's you actually got like a good support. And if you're paying these people to get just numbers, all these numbers are kind of empty and they don't, those people are not gonna come to your concerts. They're not gonna support a crowdfunder or anything like that. So she's really good with them. Trying not to sell your soul to the devil type of thing. ones I feel strongly about at the moment is called Incoming Calls and that one is was a song that I wrote maybe like in 2015, 2014, 2013 even like a long time ago I wrote it and I wrote it in my room in uh, Hume actually and I think at the moment I felt a little bit isolated but it was at this point where um, sometimes you feel isolated but you also kind of lack the confidence or the energy or the motivation to reach out or to contact people and when people call you sometimes you kind of feel like you don't feel like um, you feel like too depressed to connect with them or to accept that call right so it's kind of a song about that about this kind of isolation and it's um, I think a lot of my songs 
have themes of like mental health and stuff like um like anxiety and depression and stuff and trying to like see a, a way to to turn that into something positive maybe or to understand it better so that's that's one of them and i always like the melody it kind of stuck with me and i never in all the different projects i never got to use it properly so about a year or two ago i decided to start recording it i started in my room and um yeah i finished the vocals in a little studio in close to manchester did the vocals and some of the instruments as well there and um and then finally released it but it's it's one i really like i think it's quite simple the structure pretty much and the melody is a pretty sim- simple layout like verse chorus verse chorus solo chorus it's like a very standard kind of poppy thing but i think it still has like a good depth to it So the last one I released was it's called Make a Sound. This one is a bit more rocky and um it's got like a psychedelic rock element to it and the uh, I wrote it at the time that um Extinction Rebellion was becoming a thing and it was becoming publicized and they were doing protests and it was the time when Greta also started coming to to the public light I think a little bit and I think I was inspired by it because um for a long time I think I was aware of these issues with the climate change and um, with the human impact. Sometimes it was easy to feel like there weren't that many people who cared, right? Like only a few people cared. So I think it was a special moment to see like these big protests and this big movement become more of a thing. And um, I think I was inspired to write this song. And the lyrics are a little bit about how we've, um, as a society and as humans, we've kind of turned away from um, the environment a little bit and from spirituality a little bit and from knowing the inner selves and um, a lot of times that's reflected in wars and in kind of destroying environments so that's what that song is about have you found daily routines that work for you um that's always a journey for me i think I think I I've started to discover that I like change and that I like yeah I like variation I like change cuz sometimes I like working at night and I like staying up late and kind of just really getting into something with no distractions and no one around that's very satisfying um but I also like sometimes waking up really early and starting practice at 8:30 in the morning doing like an hour of practice straight away so the routine thing can be a bit difficult and again it's um it can be a guilt thing sometimes like 
I have this image in my mind of an ideal routine sometimes, like waking up at 7.30 or 7 or something, um, waking up, doing some yoga, um, having some food, going for a walk, and then getting into work straight away. And I did that for a little while, and then I started to to not enjoy it also. So I realized I it's good to change things a little bit. And um, in terms of routine, I think I generally like to do a bit of work in the morning, but I also sometimes like to do it at night. Um, so it's a little bit hard to know what, what works. And um, I'm, at the moment, I'm trying to be a bit more open to the idea that I like variation and I like things to change a little bit. So I'm trying to do that in a balanced way. That's also like changing every day is really hard, right? Because then you don't get in a flow or it's hard to make plans, right? Do you sometimes miss a message that someone sends you? Yeah, of course, right? Yes, <laughs> that's, we all do that, right? It's... Oh, but I, I hope it won't happen again. I missed uh, a couple of messages because I was... Uh, Uh, posting an ad as a cellist, a cello teacher, you know, in different, on different websites. And then I wasn't good enough at actually checking because I, I realized I can't trust that there will be email notifications for absolutely everything. Uh, they're like a, a little sporadic. The websites. Uh, in yeah. my, yeah, in my experience, I, I can't really trust that that works every time. So now I actually, every day I check some websites where I have an ad as a cello teacher just to make sure that I I don't miss messages that way again. Totally, yeah. It can be hard because it, it's it, there's so many websites for everything, right? Yes, um, yes. So mm. it's, it's hard to keep a track of it. I've done the exact same thing where like I've spent half an hour creating um like a profile for something <laughs> and then i just yeah. never look at it again oh <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> I just, like, post post or send a message or or something like that and then i just because there's so much available right sometimes maybe you have to focus on one or two and yeah so, yeah what uh what inspires you um a lot of it is people around me so um colleagues friends family Like uh, with music, it's musical colleagues and musical friends. Family is a lot of times with uh, their ethics, their um, their approach to things, their work, um, kind of work ethics as well. Um, and also what, what things mean to them as well, because I'm writing songs. Sometimes I like to think, okay, what what is... Or I like to write for my family sometimes or what I think of them is going to affect it a little bit as well. And then also, I think there's also like people like, uh, I would call it successful people also definitely like inspire me, like um, bands that I really enjoy that I think have made some good music and also more modern things. Like there's this, there's this lady called Mary Spender who was, um, she's a musician, but she got famous through YouTube, through doing videos on YouTube interviews she does reviews on equipment on like guitars and pedals and that's how she got really popular and um it's been inspiring to see 
someone kind of do it a different way, having a slightly different approach to things and thinking outside the box. And I think that's been a more modern version that's inspiring as well. Yeah, and also other things as well, like movies, video games, all different types of artwork and events inspire me to then write about it and to change the sound of my music as, as well. What types of challenges have you faced? Um, a few different ones. So the, um, I think confidence is a big one. I think confidence is, um, yeah, especially if you're doing things on your own, you have to like rely on yourself to believe in things and to have the discipline to do it. And when you're starting a new project, like So Bananas, right, it's, um, you don't know if people are going to like it. Um, you're putting yourself out there. You're putting your music out there and your emotions out there, your ideas. So you have to be a, a little bit confident and that's that, that can be a bit hard. It's been um, really awesome to see support. So when I've started to post things and um, to be more active online, I've had a lot of good um, kind of feedback from people, also from friends listening to music and they've told me they've really enjoyed it and stuff and they, that they've played it. So that helps a lot with the confidence. Also, other things is maybe like being far away from family. There's been some times where I've noticed that that's, that can be difficult, right? If you're having like a bad month or just really struggling, you can only like call them and um, or Skype them and it's just not quite the same, right? You can feel mm. a bit lonely and a bit distant from them. Even though we're, it's easier than it's ever been, right? Skype or phone, at least we can do that. But it's still a little bit hard sometimes, right? So that's been a bit hard. Adapting to a new culture, because I moved to Manchester. And um, I think when I was in university, everyone is in the same boat. Everyone is a student from a different place and everyone is integrating and it's a big mixture. But as soon as you finish university and you're starting to like hang out with locals and joining the Manchester music scene. Sometimes it's, um, you feel a bit outside. You can feel a bit outside and that can be a bit difficult to adapt to sometimes. Yeah. And I think maybe f working alone recently has been a little bit difficult as well because it's, um, sometimes it's that motivation, that confidence thing, that commitment to people. You don't, you don't have it there. So you really have to be on your own to like be disciplined and stick mm. to a schedule, make a plan. That kind mm. of stuff. Yeah, I definitely feel more uh, uh, more confident in a group. So like in my in my band, I can easily suggest we do this or that. And there is more this feeling of, yeah, we can do this and not care much about uh, whatever can go wrong with yeah, it. Definitely. And now, now when I'm on my own, I feel uh, much more vulnerable. I, uh, I can be thinking like with this podcast, like, is this a ripoff and I'm not aware of it. And someone will, uh, will write me to say, Hey, you're doing something that someone else is doing, like whatever it is. Or I, I just made this, uh, profile on uh, coffee. Have you heard of it? Um, the singer or and now it's uh, it's oh, something um, similar to Patreon. Oh yeah, I saw, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just I don't know how to pronounce it. Ko-fi or coffee or yeah, I'm not sure, but uh, it's a K-O hyphen F-I, 
And it's a place where you can easily donate to people who do things. And when I when, when I did that, I was thinking, whoa, I don't know anyone who's using this. Does that mean that it's really bad and I just don't know it? And I'm really naive making a profile there. You know, it's this type of thinking when yeah. I, when, yeah, when, when I'm on my own and with others, I would just care less about all of these things for sure. does it mean for you to be a musician i think it's um it's a few things it's being a communicator a storyteller um i think it's many things right it's being a magician sometimes a performer an actor a poet sometimes as well um sometimes a mathematician when you're trying to compose something and you have to think of proportions and how things fit in with each other. It becomes a bit like maths or architecture or something like that. Yeah, so it's all, all those things. Where can uh, people uh, find you? So they can find... Um, at the moment I'm releasing music under the name Soul Bananas. And they can find the music on Spotify, on YouTube, on Apple Music, and um, all the streaming sites, many different ones. Uh, those are just the main ones. Um, they can find some of my stuff on Instagram as well and on Facebook also. What would you like the reason to be for people to reach you? I think because they're curious about my music, about who I am, about my journey, about my story. If they're curious about that, then uh, yeah, come check it out and hopefully you'll enjoy it and you'll want to stay and find out where I'm going also yeah beautiful thank you so much no worries <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you for listening. You'll find the relevant links in the show notes. So stay in touch with Martim and send him some words of encouragement so that he'll continue to make beautiful music. If you want to support this podcast, you can make a donation on my coffee page, ko-fi.com slash the musician's journey podcast. If you have any other comments, feel free to write me an email. The address is in the show notes and on my website, ragnilvesenberg.com.